Hello, everybody, and welcome to Manga from Dummies, episode psych. Max is here. This is Craig. Yeah, so we have Craig uh, in, <laughs> in for to replace Max for this episode. <laughs> don't don't put that kind of responsibility on me. I can't do that voice very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, either way, Max had to take uh, a few weeks off, so we decided to change things up because we still wanted his input on Naruto. So if you read the title, you'll you'll probably guess what's happening. We're gonna actually do a short, which I haven't done in a while, and BJ has never done. Yeah, you you really put the team on your back for those. Yeah. Either way, I mean, like we're we're called manga for dummies, but we're not exclusive or anything. Like we 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 watch a, a few animes here and there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think at this point, I watch more than I. Uh well, that's not true, but it. In this day and age, like, there's so much more original anime released than manga, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the options are there. So, I mean, we could always move to anime sometimes. It's Manga's just, like, the source of it. So, And the right. name sounded better than anime for dummies. Yeah, it did. That was the main appeal, honestly. <laughs> Made um, for a better logo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at, least, at least for us... We wanted to look at in something that was a little more recent. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing because because Max wasn't available, we sat down and, like Yuan said, we wanted to hear his opinion on the show, so or on the series. So we we decided let's do a short, and we looked at a list of shows that we wanted to watch, preferably ones we hadn't seen yet, and we decided on a show called the Bra- the Great Pretender. And I think the coolest thing about this is that it's pretty readily available. You know, it's on Netflix. And, uh, I mean, most people have Netflix. And even if you don't, you can still abuse that one-month free trial. Absolutely. I mean, at this point, the number of people who get free accounts from their friends and stuff like. Yeah, at that point. Um, so, The Great Pretender, I mean, I, I personally have to be honest. I haven't really watched too many anime this season. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, me neither for this particular season. Uh, I- I'm really behind on my anime, to be honest. It's something I'd like to catch up on, but, you know, there's not enough time in the day sometimes. Yep. Uh, but I- I'm pretty happy that we picked this one up, because, uh, you know, before we go into this, I'd like to say that, yeah, I really enjoyed it, personally. I have to say I enjoyed it, too, but, uh, it was pretty obvious from the get-go that you enjoyed it much more than I did. Like, but on the day we, we settled on, on the show, a day and a half later, VJ just came to me, hey, I'm done off work. What? <laughs> I mean, shit, I was, I was, uh, I was invested. I don't know what to say. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not a super, I mean, do you want to just hop into it? Is there anything else we need to No, I think we could just go ahead and hop in with it. Uh, I mean, just off the get-go, we did watch and dub. At least I did. Uh, I did the main as well. reason for that is, uh, like, I wanted to get, like, the full act. Because, like, for example, Laurent is, is supposed to be, like, a Frenchman. And I wanted to hear if he sounded like a Frenchman, since you and me know what Frenchmen sound like. Yeah. Um, like, uh... English-speaking Frenchman. Yeah, and, like, so there's some parts where the, the guys are speaking Chinese, some other parts are speaking full-on full on French. And, like, it was nice to be able to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um if 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 you guys watch the sub, like it's hard. We we probably wouldn't be able to tell if that's a French accent of Japanese. So I mean, it was just more. Oh damn! I hadn't even thought of that. So yeah. So at least for us, uh, I mean, I I don't 
I don't want to. I don't want to get into the debate of sub versus dub, but like, <laughs> there's some shows I think are better watched dub. Sort of like, um, I think it was like Bacano back in the day. Okay, I've never seen Bacano, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, either way. So we sort of swap things up. Usually I bring the information, but since VJ had so much free time from having finishing in a day and a half. Well, VJ, free time isn't the – I think I had more time because <laughs> – More time. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, before we do hop into this, I, I, w- I would like to add to that point where we did some research uh, to see what the show was about because, you know, Netflix anime is a new thing, but it's becoming more and more prevalent. Like mm-hmm. Netflix is releasing a lot of original anime uh, I think they released the Tower of God recently, which was super popular. Apparently, that's another thing I haven't watched, but I really need to. So we might save that for the next uh, short. There was also there was also B Stars, which I really enjoyed the manga. I haven't mm. really dived too deep in the anime. It's I haven't. It's like CG animated, but it's not bad. It's yeah. like it, it's 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 watchable. I I mean I haven't watched all of it because the the premise is so alien to me but it's a good it's a good watch like you won't your eyes won't bleed watching it um but all this uh i can't remember where i was going yes all this to say we did our we did some research to see if it would if it would be better to listen in english or japanese and for the most part people were saying that the dub wasn't bad and because we had read that there were accents being you know used Mm -hmm. um we thought why not let's just try it and that is something we're going we're gonna to talk about in a bit because I do have some things to say about that. Right. But uh, to start, let's just jump into the general premise that is The Great Pretender. All right, so hit me. Yeah, so The Great Pretender is an original Japanese crime comedy series. It was released uh, worldwide in June, uh, actually in August 2020, okay. but was released uh, in Japan on June 2020. So it's fairly recent uh mm-hmm. yeah so the first series released a little or er, er, the first arc rather which the show calls uh, a case was released in japan a little early but then the three that are out right now were, were released worldwide and there is a fourth case that is scheduled for a november worldwide uh, worldwide release oh okay so it's coming up soon yeah, 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 it's ongoing. Uh, it, and, you know, we had this question before we started watching it. Uh, was it based on a manga? It was not. This is a uh, wholly original anime, and there was actually a manga adaptation by uh, <laughs> a small side note. I'm, I'm very sorry for how I'm about to butcher these Japanese names, but anyway. There was uh, a manga adaptation by uh, Daichi Marui, which began releasing on June 10th of 2020. Okay. Yeah. And I haven't I haven't personally seen it. I haven't seen the name at all. I uh, haven't heard of him either. I might look into it later on. Same. Same. Uh it was produced by Wit Studio, W I T Wit Studio, who have also worked on popular series such as Attack on Titan, The Ancient Magus's Bride and Vinland Saga. Well, all three are pretty big names to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're they're up there. I hadn't heard of them either, but it's it's funny because the 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 style of the anime made me think of Kill the Kill, so I thought it was going to be uh, Funhouse. I think their name is is that what right. it is? I think it is. Yeah, Funhouse. Funhouse or that that other big one, Studio Trigger. That's the one. Oh, okay, yeah. One of those I can't remember, but anyway, uh, it was directed by Hiro Hiro Kaburagi, which I haven't heard of him either, but he is best known for directing the first and second season of 
Kimi no Todoke, which is From Me to You. Have you heard of that? Yeah, it's like a romance novel. Okay. Uh, or romance series. Not really my cup of tea, but I, I do know those who are into romance did enjoy, did enjoy that one. Great. Uh, he also directed My Little Monster and 91 Days, which I also never heard of. <laughs> I, I've heard of Little Monsters. I've never heard of 91 Days. Great. Well, we'll put that on the list for future short topics. <laughs> <laughs> and it was written by Ryota Kosawa, who is known for Always uh, Sunset on 3rd Street. The Detective is in the Bar and Parasite Part 1. Which, I mean, I know Parasite. That, that was like a phenomenon. Yeah, I'm, I'm in with the same. I'm the same with you. Like, I only know Parasite. Your two are foreign to me. Probably low-key. Yeah, something maybe that we hadn't seen. Although I did look at their IMDb's to get an idea of what these shows were. Uh, mm-hmm. Detective is in the bar. Kind of, like, I mean, this is purely going off of the, the, the cover art. So right. don't take my word for it. Uh, it looked a little more serious in tone, maybe like a thriller, murder, mystery type thing. And Always Sunset on 3rd Street looked like a slice of life a little bit. Okay. Yeah, more like Moe type of shit. Uh, and that's pretty much all that I could come up with for The Great Pretender. As I said, it is a fairly recent series. Uh, but uh, it's off to a great start, in my opinion. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, like, do you, do you know anything about the soundtrack? Because I thought the soundtrack was actually... It sounded familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on what it was. Uh, I didn't see or hear anything about the soundtrack itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, although, in my opinion, you know, there, there are three, three different kinds of soundtrack in anime. There is a good soundtrack, a bad soundtrack, and an exceptional soundtrack. A good soundtrack isn't something you really remember. You know, right. it's something that does its job, it fits the mood, it, it, you know, it does what you expect it to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bad soundtrack does the complete opposite, where, you know, the tone doesn't fit with the music. It hurts or the, the series. Exactly. It, it really doesn't help the series at all. And an exceptional soundtrack would be something that doesn't, you wouldn't expect to work, but it just, uh, it really uh, denotes itself from the show, and it adds so much to it. Uh, I think the most ready example I have would be from Van Helsing, the the original anime, with that smooth jazz piano, I think it is. Yeah, that or Cowboy Bebop. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so I, I think it's a good soundtrack. You know, it does what it needs to do. I, I was never bored because of the music, or it never threw me off, per True. se. I so think, I, I sorry, think the, the, the intro, though, while it was stylistically pretty, was a little mm-hmm. boring. Okay. Um, like the the ending, on the other hand, was was strangely mesmerizing. Really. Uh, due to the soundtrack, but at the same time, like the the two together aren't really that memorable. I feel. They do their jobs. Yeah. So yeah. you're right. I think this was squarely fall under the good category, but not exceptional. Exactly. I'd give it to you. The, the, the intro itself, I think, uh, made me think of Archer, which kind of set my expectations a little high, so maybe right. I was a little blinded by... <laughs> because it did have that similar, you know, silhouette intro, mm-hmm. uh, people going through the motions of whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah, just to remember how Archer felt, I actually watched, like, the intro on YouTube, mm-hmm. and there is there's a lot of similarities, uh, bright colors, uh, like, silhouette, almost James Bond-like. I was, um, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, do you just want to jump into the story itself? 
Oh, well, the thing is, is that our, uh, in, in my opinion, uh, in my head, you know, the listeners obviously won't be expecting this. So right. I was thinking maybe for the most part, we keep it spoiler free to give them a chance to watch it. Do you want to create like a cutoff point? Like we're, that's we're exactly really what I was going to say. Okay, that could that works. All right. I was going to say maybe later in the episode we can bring up some spoilery things, like in points of discussion that go a little more into detail. Uh, but for now, I think it, if you're okay with it, of course, uh, yeah, we fine. keep it general. Perfect. Okay. So for the listener, uh, at least this early part, we'll keep it spoiler free. Um, if there is accidentally any spoilers, I'll edit that out. If not. Uh, I'll probably have like a little cutoff point later. I will say we'll, we'll just go directly say uh, we'll bring from it up here on. Yeah, from here on, it'll be spoilers. Perfect. That sounds like a plan. Okay, so uh, moving in, I thought it'd be cool to bring up you know maybe stuff we we did like and other stuff that we didn't like as much. Uh, I can start us off with something that I thought was really cool, and it's something that we noticed right off the first episode because uh, we watched the episode together, the first yeah. one. Uh, the art is absolutely incredible. I mean, yes. the anim- the animation was fluid. It was great. And the backgrounds were super colorful. And this is the first thing we noted. It, 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 they almost lent themselves to something of an 80s acid trip. And they matched the lighthearted right. tone of the show. Um, at least for me, I thought the animation was really nice. Uh, they also knew when to, when to use CGI. Um, specifically, you know, whenever there's vehicles. Uh, like vehicles... They mm-hmm. use a lot of CGI, and I thought it didn't look out of place. It looked like a car or I like agree. a plane. I agree, one hundred percent. I didn't even know. I didn't even notice it was CG. Um, at least what, let's talk a little bit about the character designs. Um, the main character I did find was a little bland uh, as a character design. Okay. The rest of them, though, I thought they were really colorful. Like everything else, every other character was actually sort of more memorable than the main character. Hmm. Uh, I, before I we before we talk about like the character itself, let's talk about like the designs and stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I I agree with you there. He is the most bland of the characters, especially when you compare them to the other colorful characters in the series. Um, but I'd argue almost that that was on purpose, especially okay. in the first case, which honest uh, or the first arc. Do we call them arcs or cases? Let's, let's call just them call them case. Let's let's follow what they want. Yeah. Especially in the first case, uh, which this is a little spoiler, so I'll save it for later, but I think it was intentional to make us relate more to the main character in the first uh, case. Right. Um, And obviously, you know, uh, this is a show, this isn't a spoiler, obviously, uh, and we didn't really talk about what the show is about, but the show is about uh, these con artists who go about uh, committing huge crimes for loads of money, and this one con artist from Japan gets roped into it and goes on these crazy adventures with these, you know, internationally, uh, not renowned, obviously, but these internationally infamous con artists who get away with, you know, robbing millions from people. Um, So, uh, damn, I can't remember the point I was trying to make here. What was I talking about? (laughs) So you were just going through the, the main character. Like, how we take his point of view. Yeah, but what was I saying, like, before that? Uh, I mean, you, you were saying, like, he's sort of bland for reason, I guess. Yeah, okay, so anyway, yeah, the show's about that, and in the first, in the first case, uh, the, the main character is a little clueless about what's going on, but he's playing along just to, you know, play his role for reasons we'll get into later, because he's, he's kind of in competition with his, with his main, with his rival, we can call him. Right. I guess. 
and and the fact that he's clueless really it, it made me connect with him more i'd say because when stuff was happening and he was in the dark about it i felt more invested with what was going to happen to him Right, yeah, I can see that now because um, it was sort of. I, I will say the first episode felt a little overly loaded, so I mm. I do guess sort of um, the main character serves as an anchor so that we can sort of uh, catch up to what's happening. Exactly. Okay. So, so yeah, that that's my point of view, but I will agree with you that in terms of design itself, he's. Uh, pretty bland when comparing to the others. Oh, that's the point I wanted to make. This is obviously, like I was saying, they're all, they're all con, ar con artists, so right. they can't all stand out and have like blue hair and you know. Oh, okay, okay. That's the point I was trying to make. Um, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but I do agree with you that in terms of you know overall design, he is the most bland of the of the roster. But speaking of the characters, uh, what did you think about them? You know, going um, past the design, just their personalities and how they were written. I think the characters were, I mean, admittedly, I think all the characters were sort of twofold because half the time when they're on screen, they don't act like themselves due to them probably being in a giant plot to scam somebody's their money. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought it was an interesting contrast. I don't really see any other series that does something like this. Uh, like... We might as well talk a little bit like Naruto. Like Naruto's always straightforward. He's always a straight shooter. He's a little stupid, and about like even though he is stupid, you, you do understand this is what you expect from him, and this is what you get from him. Um, meanwhile, with these characters, half the time you don't know what to what, what to expect from them, and you don't know is is the one that you're being presented their real self, or is it just a facade that they bring up? Okay, I would argue that that brings an, an interesting layer to their character though wouldn't you agree yeah i think it's sort of like a deconstruction of stereotypes i guess like uh none of the female characters were straightforwardly just fan service um none of the male characters were like none of the male characters were depicted as being like overly dumb or overly smart um I, at least for me i felt like all the characters made sense uh there's a wide variety of them it just to show that you know scam artists come in all shape and forms, and yeah, I, I think I think it was well done. I agree. I on and I honestly that isn't even an angle that I I had uh, I had looked at it from, uh, but that's super interesting of you to bring up because it's true. Um, you know, it's it, while we do get glimpses of their real personality throughout the show, uh, the characters for the most part don't really don't really know. We don't really know who they are actually. Which mm -hmm. I thought was with, which is actually really cool that you bring that up. Uh, overall, I'd say that you know, despite <laughs> despite the topsy turvy turns that these characters tend to take with each other and their dynamic, I thought they were all pretty uh, overall lovable, and they have great chemistry with each other. Yes, I was I was really invested in their stories, and this goes back to what I was saying in the first case. Wow, the main character didn't know what was going on, you know. Uh, it really made me connect with them more. Uh, so I was invested in their stories and the stories that they were partaking in uh, because I wanted to learn more about them firstly. And it also raised the tension when when something they, like when, a, when they were trying to run a con and something went wrong and they were put in danger and made me like fear for their lives. And it raised the stakes a little bit for me. I don't know if you felt the same way. I did feel something similar to that. Um, for reference, this kind of 
the, of series has like that psychological, like if it was a manga, it had like a psychological tag. Um, <laughs> I remember wa- I remember reading Death Note a while back, like just rereading it because I read it before. Um, and I felt having had like some time away from Death Note, I felt like Death Note felt almost a little bit childish, how easily things were explained. Um, even though many people revere it as this like intellectual battle between L? L and and Kira, I think. Or, is yeah, light. Light, right? Um, it, to me, it felt a little, a little, like overly trying to like smell his own farts. Kind of like, oh, you know, he was so smart. He predicted that. He predicted that. He would predict that. He predicted that. Okay. But like Kira felt more natural. I like obviously I couldn't predict every every um twist and turn, but I felt like when all things said, it was actually quite well done if you actually it, I, I didn't go back and watch rewatch the, the the episodes but i do remember hearing some specific things that the characters said that actually came back and like when the when the reveal happens you could have actually predicted that to happen mm-hmm. it almost felt like one of those agatha christie novels uh where you could technically if you had, if you paid attention enough, you could have predicted what would happen. Uh, when we get into the spoilers, I want to tell you about one. I don't know if you. It's not. It's not like some incredible thing. But if you noticed it, you tell me. Uh, okay. But yeah, it, it's stuff like that. I think it was actually quite well done. That's that's great. Uh, yeah, totally. I I agree with you 100%. It, it's felt. You, you know, you you hit the nail on the head there. Like sometimes when you'll look at psychological manga like that, it'll just be a back and forth of, oh, I predicted this, but I predicted that you'd predict that, and it becomes ridiculous sometimes. But here, there's a real sense. Uh, there's a sense of realism here, where you know sometimes they they plan for what they could, and sometimes it's just not enough, so they have to wing it and they have to figure it out as they go along. And I I really appreciated that in the show. Um, I, I did you? I I don't know if I want. It wasn't a big deal, but remember in episode one, uh, there was the in and out, which just like the N was a Z, so it's yeah, yeah. Be copyrighted. But in actually, G-I- later on, there was actually a few product placements. Did you notice that? I don't. Uh, other than that one, no, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say this, and it's not gonna be a real spoiler because he doesn't tell you anything. But like, remember the plane? Yeah. It said Bandai on it. Yes, I did see that. And um, when when one of them was drinking like boba or something, okay, uh, the cup said Ali, which I don't know if you I don't know if you you guys have Ali over there, but Ali is this uh, boba shop that I've seen like a few stores from over here. No fucking way! I actually had no idea. We we don't have that here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big boba drinker, but uh, same. But like, uh, it, it's I thought it was really neat. It could be like it could be like the future of anime where it has like product placement. It sort of reminds me of um Code Geass back in the day that had those Pizza Hut pizzas. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, I mean, it, it, you know, anime is becoming more and more mainstream. Like that's you know, this goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the episode. You know, it's coming out more and more on Netflix. Movies are being released in theaters and stuff. Right. Anime movies, rather. It, it, it's only a matter of time. I mean, it can be commercialized. People more like. Enough people are watching it. Yeah, but I think this is actually quite well done. It wasn't overly subversive. Like you didn't, no, you didn't yeah, notice, it wasn't in your face. Yeah, you didn't remember like until I told you, and I'm pretty sure I missed like probably a one or two more if I actually exactly. knew it's more. Not 
Not as if the main character just drove up in a, like a Ford Focus and was like, oh yeah, that was a great ride. <laughs> yeah, like, like you see in some shows and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, overall, I think, I think the series was quite well done. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, how about this? Do you see, do you see a long-term future for this show? Uh, long term, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, I think it, it would be, it, it shouldn't overstay its welcome is what I'll say. Because yeah. it is, it is interesting. Uh, and, and you know, it's fun to learn what we can about the characters throughout the show because every, with every case, we learn a little bit more about the characters, right? uh, which is super cool. But you know, eventually you you run out of stories to tell and there's only there's only like so many things and uh, you can include about a character and so many heists you can organize without it starting to become repetitive or tedious you know so while i think mm-hmm. that so while i think that it can last longer you know there's already the the fourth arc uh, or the fourth case being set for release in november uh, and you know the show doesn't show and <laughs> nice. The series doesn't show any signs of stopping right now, and I'm okay with it because I'm enjoying the show and I'd like to watch more of it. Uh, as long as it doesn't overstay its welcome, you know. So at least for me, it feels like at this point, you know, they could technically like manufacture a ton more scenarios where they just go ahead and scam every like other rich people. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense, it could almost become like a villain of the week kind of show. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't, I don't necessarily want it to be that. Uh, at least for every case, it sort of dives a little bit into our characters and gives a little bit of you know, flavor to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's really, in terms of big character, there's only about like three more that they could dive into if they're really scraping the barrel. Yeah, that's being generous, exactly. <laughs> so at least for me, I, I don't see, like I can see a second season, no problem. I can't see anything more than that. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. It, that's Unless the, thing. the last season is like them getting caught. And then it's a prison break. <laughs> Not necessarily a prison break, but like they have to outsmart outsmart the authorities, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it that's the thing. Like it, it, they shouldn't they they shouldn't try to spin more stories when don't beat the dead horse, basically. Yeah. If it, you know when it runs its course, it should stop. And I can't like there are so many shows out there that are a prime example of what we're talking about, like like Bleach and and this isn't even an anime, but the I thought I, I was I watched it recently, uh, and How I Met Your Mother. It's just these shows that had a great concept uh, starting out, and mm-hmm. they just they just took way too long to to say what they were trying to say, and you know people got disinterested and they had to start making shit up to make it better you know we see a lot of character regression and a bunch of shit which isn't gonna happen with this show hopefully because right now it's a really good show it's solid and it's a fun watch and you could blast it in a day if you're bored you just get a snack and you watch it so yeah i i I agree with you that it shouldn't be too long but i do feel like they have a few more stories they could spin from the the premise so i think i'm we're Pretty much closing in on giving our final reviews for for the non-spoiler section of this uh, this this episode. But yeah. before that, let's how about we just give a without saying what the case is, just uh, quickly give what's your favorite of the 
cases. Well, that was actually something I wanted to bring up when we move into the spoilery talk. We could bring we could bring it up again. Let's just let's just give you know give the give the people what they want to know. Uh, my favorite was the first one. The first one. Mm. Yeah, and I'll explain why later. But what was yours? I think my favorite would be actually the the third one. The, the last third, one. really. You know what? That is that is a good one too. They're all pretty good, honestly. Yeah, they're all pretty good for different reasons, though. So, mm-hmm. it's like the reasons why you might like the first could actually be like I could agree with all those reasons and still not not agree that it's, no, uh, exactly. it's my favorite. It's a which is a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that there's not a universally agreed. You know, this one's good. This one's bad. This one's exactly. shit. That's what makes a good show. Yep, exactly. You know, because people are going to talk about stuff like this long after the show's finished airing. Um, so we're about to move into the spoiler section, but before that, I just want to take a quick minute to talk about the things that maybe we didn't like as much in the show. Huh. Uh, and I want to start by saying that you know I did mention that this was a fairly lighthearted show for the most part. Right. Um, and I give it props for not being afraid to dive into some more mature subject matter. Uh, we yes. can talk a little bit more about, because I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yes. So they do dive into some more mature subject matter at times, uh, which is fine, except that because, for the most part, this is a lighthearted show, the initial shift in tone was a little bit jarring for me sometimes. You know, like, everybody will be having a good time, and then somebody's going to go to sleep and have a nightmare about their past, and it's some, like, some fucked up shit. Yes, I think the cutaways were, were a little rough. Mm-hmm. The so, cutaways were rough. The pace was a little overly quick at times. Maybe they knew that they only had 14 episodes to work with, so they had to cut things off. Uh, but it did feel, like, artificially short at times. What do you mean when you say artificially short? I feel like... If they actually had 15 episodes, that one episode could have been probably spread around to sort of fill, pad, not necessarily pad them, pad the episodes as filler, but like sort of just help contextualize some minor things here and there that would help uh, the transitions over. Mm. Here, especially in episode one, I actually struggled a little bit. Like I know, I know like it's sort of like a, a fancy like broken timeline kind of thing uh in, in episode one but like that was that was really hard to understand the first time first go around um like the cutaways maybe it's because i've been reading too much manga and whenever it's a flashback like ev- sort of like the colors like of the page would sort of tell you that this is a flashback um but here it felt like yeah because the panels are are like surrounded by black or whatever yeah exactly but here it felt felt a little rougher Especially in in case three, the first time that there was a flashback, I actually thought it was part of the the original the timeline, like the the current timeline, mm-hmm. which made it a little weird. Until I realized, oh wait, this is this is this person's flashback. Yeah. So so yeah, I, I think the pacing was a little too quick. I I agree with you a hundred percent. I would argue that it might not necessarily be the pacing. But more so, uh, how they didn't put enough emphasis on the fact that they were flashbacks, you know, because uh, not even a spoiler, but the characters don't look different enough in those flashbacks. They look True. the exact same. True. And I and you know what that I agree with you one hundred percent because that I got lost sometimes looking at that too in the first and uh, the second one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first 
yeah, the first, you're you're right. I think only the second one you can sort of see like a physical difference. Yes, yeah, exactly. The third the, one I the, agree with you too, but it, I kind of know because I mean I had fallen in the pattern of understanding when it was and wasn't a flashback because the changes were subtle enough and I mm -hmm. picked up on it. So the first and second I agree with you there were like what the f what? <laughs> yeah, I think it's. But it, I mean, it's like a minor gripe at this point. It, it didn't overall hurt the enjoyment. I just think that potential-wise, it could have been potentially smoother. Mm-hmm. It, it just needed that little last push of polish to emphasize and make it clear to the the viewer. Um, I mean, as an as another minor gripe with the series, I also didn't really enjoy the. The main character, to be honest, I thought. Really. I thought he was, for the self-proclaimed best scammer in Japan, he, he was a little disappointing. Okay. And I I don't feel like he really brought anything in the in the other cases, to be honest. Um. I well, I I would agree with you saying that he probably was the weakest part of the show after the first part. Yes. Um, but at the same time, okay, there, I, I I'd offer two counter arguments there. Uh, the okay. first being, and this is purely because I I'm biased towards the underdog character. Okay. Like I'll always root for the underdog no matter what because it's just shit, man. I I like the the, the archetype. Um, you know, he, it's kind of a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler, but this is a, this is a, a man who is, you know, just in a bad place at a bad time. He's down on his luck. You know, nothing's going right for him. Um, so I, it makes sense that he's a small time scam artist until he, you know, starts robbing for millions, obviously. Uh, uh, <sighs> I don't know how I can say this, but it, it, it's also cool to see because he's like the, the moral compass of the group as well. Sure. Because on multiple occasions, he has, a, he has the possibility of, you know, just doing something really wrong, but he chooses not to, and he does something good in exchange, and he, like, balances the, the group out because they all, the rest of the group don't really care. They'll just, you know, they'll decide what they want to do, and it doesn't matter who gets hurt or why in the process, but he'll be the one to step back and think, you know what, this is kind of fucked up what we're doing. Let's give them a small break, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, apart from that, really, I don't think there's any major negatives. Do you have any last ones or, or do we my, just jump in with the score? My last one, and this is like a minor spoiler, but it, it's nothing for the story. It, it's just personal preference here. I would have preferred if the characters had kept their accents throughout the show. And let me know if you agree with me on this. This is a nitpick for me as well. I think you're right. Uh, I think, are you referring specifically to Laurent? I'm referring to Laurent, and I'm referring to uh, Makoto, or Edamame. We'll call him Edamame. Yeah, yeah. And I'm referring, I'm referring to Edamame because, like, it, it, because... At the uh, beginning, he's, yes, like, exactly. at English. At the beginning of the show, uh, you know, whether you're watching in, in Japanese or in English, the show will start in Japanese. And then 
at a certain point they'll start speaking in English, but you know the Japanese character has a Japanese accent, and Laurent, who's a French man, uh, a Frenchman, as we stated, has a French accent, and I, I feel like the voice actors were doing such a good job. And yeah, it added so much to the characters, like they became so much more three dimensional to me and 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 real. Mm-hmm. And then at, at a certain point, it just pauses for a sec and it lets you know, hey, okay, starting now, because you're watching the dub, everything's gonna be in English. And it 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 creates like I don't know if there's an actual term for this because I don't study cinema, obviously, or whatever. But uh, it it creates this kind of make believe effect for me, where you're just told to believe something and go along with it. Mm, okay. And the flashbacks kind of play a role in that, how, like, you're just supposed to believe that they're younger even though they don't look different at all. But there's that. There's the fact that, okay, so at the beginning, they're speaking with these accents, and it's great. And then at that point, when it says everything's in English now, they all have American accents. Right. And they yes, speak yes. perfectly fluent English. But Laurent will constantly comment on how bad Edamame's English is. Yes, is like, it's weird. Exactly. It's a little jarring. It's like, is English, what do you mean? It's perfect. And and there's another example I have for this, just in case people don't understand what I mean. Um, for those of you who have watched the Witcher series on Netflix, um, uh, spoilers, I guess, uh, <laughs> but the show happens uh, throughout many, many years. And... Um, in one episode, you'll have a character be however, you know, years old. And then in the next episode, they'll look exactly the same. But one of the characters will mention that that same character has crow's feet now or that he looks older and his hair is growing, even though that's not the case at all. Like, he looks exactly the same. So it, it, that's that's something that will kind of take you out of a show. And that's a, that's a minor gripe I had with this show in particular because, honestly... It wouldn't have bothered me if they had accents because sometimes, you know, sometimes, like you said, they speak Chinese and that's fine because there's the subtitles. And then, and then in other times, you know, there's a specific character who, who says a word like her, who says her homeland country in the accent that I think that country would sound like. And, but then she goes immediately right back to speaking that fluent like English. Yes. So, so that's something that kind of took me out of the show, and I would have much preferred if they all had their own accents. I thought that would have been really cool because the voice actors who were doing the accents were doing a fantastic job, in my opinion. What do you think? Right, and I think harder because we, we, we came from a multicultural place, and, like, we've heard different accents of, of English, right? Like, we've... Uh, like yeah. my parents, I heard like, <laughs> and the bastard dies in broken English, um, and I'm sure like you <laughs> heard we we both heard like the French French English uh, that we call Franglish, uh, and I think like y- you're right, it gives realism. Um, maybe it's because it's to an international audience, but, and not everybody would necessarily uh, grasp what's happening or necessarily enjoy listening to to this sort of broken English. But I, I think it would have actually just been real more realistic like since all of them i think the only scenario where i want them to have like a different voice uh mm-hmm. would be when they're acting like when when they're actually like in the process of scamming i would i feel like that should have been when they relinquish their accents or like use a, a different broken form of their exactly. usual accents but over here considering what was presented to us in episode one it is a little disappointing that they sort of gave mm-hmm. up on that 
or maybe it's a time crunch. I don't know, but I, I, I honestly prefer what you're mentioning. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I think you, you said it exactly. They were pandering to an international audience, so they didn't want to take that risk on the off chance that more people would have just preferred a fluent English. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, in our opinion, it could have only helped the show. I thought it brought mm-hmm. the characters to life. Yeah, but, okay, so how about, how about we just move into a, like a final score yeah, for that? Yeah, uh... Sorry, okay. So that's, that's the good things, uh, that's the good and the bad of what, or in our opinion of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. So at this, part, at this point, we're going to start speaking, and spoiler alert, we're probably going to bring up specific details of the show. So if you don't want to have that ruined for you, go watch it, come back, we're not going anywhere. But before that, do you want to give like a on ten score, or what do you want to do, or just oh, uh, recommend, don't recommend, or what? I mean, I definitely recommend it. If I had to give it a score, I'd probably give it a solid eight out of ten. Or no, wait, um, we do our score on fifty. Oh yeah, our score on fifty, right, right, right. I'll give it a solid like forty. I'll give it a forty out of fifty. I think I give it like a. I give it like a thirty-seven. I mean, shit, that's a passing grade, bro. Yes, they're both passing grades. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, we both, I think we would both say we recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think I would say we're both excited for Case 4. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That said, I hope that it gives us a glimpse of a future after Case 4. Because, mm-hmm. like we mentioned, we don't necessarily see a long-term future. And we want to see, like, an exciting place to head to. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily just more of the same. Because even though... What we have is good. Having more of it isn't necessarily great. I agree. Although, to be fair and to the creator's credit, every case is a self-contained story. And I don't feel like there are any loose ends when the story... You know, I don't have any lingering questions when when the case is over. Right. So they could end it whenever they want if they keep that up. Yeah, you're right. So... yeah. So yeah, perfect. Um, let me see. I'll probably add a sound effect. <laughs> Moving on to spoiler territory. Wait, wait. <clears throat> Moving on to spoiler territory. <laughs> Moving on to spoiler territory. <laughs> All so right. do you want to go case by case? Uh, we can go case <clears throat> by case if you want to. Sure. Uh, okay. So the little the little thing. That was hinted at that I mentioned in the pre-spoilers. Oh, sorry. Actually, before you you get into it, uh, sure. I didn't really, I didn't really bring up a synopsis of the story yet. I mean, I did, but it's pretty vague. So you know, let me just let me just say sure. it now because I mean, you could find it on Netflix if you want. But um, so we follow this main character whose name is Makoto Edamura. Is his name Edamura? Yeah. Yes, and all his. All his friends call him Edamame because, you know, they're American or French or whatever, and they don't speak Japanese because they're dumb. Ha <laughs> ha, super funny. Uh, and it's the story about how he is just a swindler in Japan who's pretty small time, you know, steals a couple bucks just to live. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, one day he tries to, he tries to scam a, a Frenchman. And a tourist. A tourist, exactly, a French tourist in Japan who turns out to be a con artist himself. And that tourist ends up scamming Edamura, Edamame, whatever. <laughs> and uh, Edamame wants to get his vengeance and, you know, prove himself as the greatest swindler in Japan. So he follows this tourist back to America where he is roped into all these multi-million dollar scams. And 
each case is basically a different scam that uh, that Edamame and the tourist whose name is Laurent Thierry. So it's a uh, it's them and a bunch of other side characters uh, who go about uh, planning these elaborate schemes to rob super rich people who are usually bad people uh, for millions of dollars, like hundreds of millions of dollars. Right, and, and to uh, ease their conscience, they do say they only target bad people. Exactly. Yeah. So they're they're like they're like the modern day Robin Hoods, except, except they don't give. Well, they yeah, do give some they money. They keep for before. themselves. Yeah, they keep for themselves for the most part, but they give a little bit back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and at least case one is uh, they try to scam this mafia boss into buying into buying some hard drugs, but they're it's actually just candy, which is the premise. Mm-hmm. Um, for case one, it. It was it was the longest by far um, because it helps, it, especially with including twist at the end. Um, it, it was it was the longest. It, it also sprinkled in the flashback of our main character Makoto. Yes, um, learned, you know his backstory. It, I think I think you're, it, there's reasons why I could see why somebody would see this one as a favorite, including you. Yeah. Um, so the little hint that I actually didn't realize until after the twist happened uh, was that if you listen closely to early parts, whenever they mention like the the super detective, they yeah. keep saying, "Oh, it's that old hag. It's that old hag." And it's like, do oh, they that say old... that? Yes, they do say it. No, but then whenever, away. so whenever you actually see the what's her face? Her name is Cynthia. Yeah, Cynthia. Whenever you see Cynthia acting as the the super de- detective, like you you, wow. you look at her and you're like you're like mm, okay, she's she must be the, the detective. But then at the end, when it turns out like she's a cons- co-conspirator, yeah. You, and then you meet the real super detective at the end, and she's like, I'm the old, I'm the old hag or whatever. That's when no. it hit me at the end. Fucking way! I didn't even notice that, dude. So, like I said, it, it isn't like death note levels of, oh, I predicted that or predicted that. Um, it, there like was a, a tiny bit of, trail. yeah, there's like a tiny breadcrumb trail that if you pay attention, I didn't pay attention the first time around, to be fair. Uh, I didn't it, even know. It could have, it could have actually now. revealed a little bit. So the twist I thought was actually well done. Um, That's so cool. Because that, uh, that like surprises people who are less attentive, and it also rewards people who are paying close attention yeah i can't say because i can't say if i found similar things for the other case but at least for this one it was it was at least the most surface level one that i was able to to Mm. decipher after the fact which i guess doesn't really help (laughs) there were probably more that were just too dumb to pick up on and i'm sure that in a couple months there's going to be like all the easter eggs you missed yeah there's going to be like on youtube yeah, some um, YouTuber with like a two-hour <laughs> video. It's like, yeah. oh, I think the top ten Easter eggs you didn't realize. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but going off of what you just said, this is why, uh, in in my opinion, this is the best arc. Or at least it's my favorite because of these reasons. Because, like I said, this is the, this is the only case in which I feel the main character, like, makes sense being there. If that makes any sense to you, because like we said in the other ones, like he just is there, just because Laurent wants him there. But in this one, it it makes sense, you know. Like obviously Laurent wanted him there for this one too, but it it it's the one that that makes the most sense for him to be there and why he goes through with all of it. 
and the twist at the end because I didn't pick up on any of that shit. So when Laurent and Abby get shot, like I was legit shook. I was like, what the fuck? Just, <laughs> is it over? And then obviously at the end we see that it's like a whole operation. Like there were cops that were actually con artists. We find out that Cynthia, who was pretending to be, I think her name was uh, Paula Faust, whatever. Mm-hmm. She was in on it. And and that reveal, that that's the kind of reveal that you want in it or that I kind of wanted in this show to start because that's that kind of, it's, it's, it's like, Oh, it's like that oceans 11 vibe, but it doesn't get ridiculous. Like death note, you know, it's it makes sense. They get in and they do what they have to do and they leave. And like, uh, if I had to name a specific example of when the tension was really rising for me, cause I did bring that up. It was when Edamame had to learn how to make the candy. And then he's in the lab, like making the fucking candy. And I was like, this is so good right now <laughs> and and that's the thing like the other cases didn't grip my attention as much as this one to be uh, and i feel like that's why this one is my favorite um so at the end of case one we get shown that there's actually like this gigantic team um you know the ones that all acted like the fbi agents or exactly. whatever cynthia how, the, do, you, the how do you feel about the fact they never reappeared really well <sighs> I'm not mad about it because, you know, like you said, there are five-ish side characters that always come back because they're part of, like, this main team that Laurent has assembled. Right. And the other ones are just on as, like, freelancers, basically, which is how I – anyway, that's how I looked at it. It's the same as in the third case where, like, at that auction, all the people there were just, you know, they were brought on to sell this scene – for, oh, okay, for I can see that. It's that kind of thing in my head. Because I think with that much, that many people, any operation should have been possible. Um, but yeah, I, okay, so I guess I, I should explain why I didn't find this one to be my favorite. Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, I didn't really enjoy Abby's role in all this in uh, case one. I I really didn't understand. Like, I, I get... The first, the first episode that we watched together, when she takes the drug and well, she takes the candy and pretends it's a hard drug. Uh huh. That I understand, but after that, her, her role was really, really, like, mainly useless. Um, yeah, she was. She was like the foot in the door. She didn't have to be there after. I, I, I understand what you're saying, a hundred percent. Um, the twist I enjoyed. Uh, the, 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 okay, the B plot where he helps, where Makoto helps the, the father, the underling, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the father underling, uh, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't feel like it went anywhere, I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't, I didn't feel like it went anywhere at the end, um, apart from that, what um, do you mean? so he gets, he gets rewarded with, well, we don't under, we like we don't know what happens at the end to him. We know that his boss gets gets arrested. Like we we know that the Cynthia gives him enough information so they could technically, you know, bargain with the FBI or whatever. Yeah. But we never know what actually happens at the end, so we don't get a resolution for that. Well, yeah, we do. We see him picking up his kid from the orphanage. Really? Yeah. Okay then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a free man. Like Lysithia says, like, give this to the cops and you'll be good. And he does that. And then he goes and picks up his kid at the orphanage, seemingly, you know, for the last time because now they're together. Okay, then. I guess yeah. that's not great. 
Um, apart from that, I I didn't like the. So it was sort of reflected. Uh, Makoto's past is sort of reflected in these uh, in these episodes uh, spread around, and I didn't really catch the like considering considering that he was so against creating drugs because he said, "Oh, I don't do drugs," uh, and then he starts making it. I I feel like he could have had a more visceral reaction to the fact that he's. I feel like he was. So how do I explain this? So I feel like. He, even after he was explained that these weren't actually drugs, they were just candy, mm. um, he was sort of overly annoying. Does that make sense? And I also felt... Wait, wh- where specifically are you talking about? Are you talking about when Laurent gave him the candy drug? No, no, no. I mean, uh, he says the one thing I won't do is make drugs or sell drugs, right? Okay. And But he was still so against the whole... Th- scenario when Laurent reveals that it's, it's literally just candy and uh, we're just pretending that it's drugs but then they also have like this like then he's like okay I'm okay with it but then he hires this actual actual drug maker to sort of <laughs> uh, teach him through zoom like an online university yeah. uh, how to make drugs but then he's like okay with it and then he's like <laughs> sick with it he still voices his um what's the word dissent yeah he he still doesn't condone it like he's still against selling the actual drugs to the mafia boss but at this point he he like doesn't have a choice he'll fucking die if he doesn't you know Mm, okay then yeah and then and i feel like that was one of the reasons why he decided to you know help the quote-unquote cops because he didn't even care that that Laurent and Abby were going to jail. He was like, fuck it, all of you go to jail because this is wrong. Yeah, okay. Um, then the last thing was on the episode that we both watched together, which was the first one. Yeah. When, like, Laurent and him were both so willing, like, oh, if I lose, I'll give you, I'll, I'll listen to whatever you say. And mm-hmm. then if I, it, Laurent was the same. But then, like, whenever, after he does, I guess, technically lose, um, He's always so against it. Like, what's the point? Of, what was even the point of adding that? <laughs> well, uh, damn, bro, were you watching the first case at all? <laughs> well, at the at the end there, um, uh, fuck. Well, I know Laurent says like, "I own you," but then he's like, "Okay, I'm going to prison now." Oh, I get what you're saying. I I can't. Oh yeah, because he's like, I technically won the bet, so uh. Yeah. Well, you know what? To be fair, Laurent does involve him in every case after, so <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> right, okay then. But I, I um, do I do I do see what you're saying. I, I get it. I, I agree. It it was like a throwaway thing, but I mean, you know, at the beginning it became a quite it was a question of pride and then at the end it was a question of just like Hey, we're frenemies now, let's work together. Okay. I mean, let's move on to case two. And um, long story short, uh, case two is uh, there's this fancy airplane racing competition, and they just want to scam their way into the first place. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, this, is that building real in Singapore? The fucking, like, three-pronged building with the... Is that shit real? I mean, let me do a quick Google search. Three-pronged... 
Well, I don't know if it's called Three Prong, but there's like three buildings and it connects to like a giant bird's nest in Singapore because that's where the show, that's where the, the case took place, bars. Um, there's, I mean, you can sort of Google it. It's called Marina Bay Sand Sky Park. Marina sort of looks like it. Uh, Marina Bay Sands oh. Sky Park. Marina Bay Oh, yeah, that is 100% the building. That's fucking wild. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, That's like, visually, sick. I do think this case was my favorite visually because it had a lot, of, a lot of cool colors. I 100% agree with you. The planes, the planes in the air was actually really cool. Yeah, um, it was fun. It was a cool heist. Although, the, the, I will say, I, I kind of got lost on that casino bit. I did too. I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna bring that up. I was well. First, if it was a real casino, I don't think there's any way they will let this guy bet. <laughs> and I think that should have just had like alarm bells ringing in his head. Yeah, uh, but you know, to be fair, the villain had a gambling addiction, so like I, I get it. But it, it, it was just yeah. I mean, I, it, I kind of got lost on it. I accepted it, but I was like. How the fuck did he fall? No, I feel like he the the first episode of Case Two presented like he's not technically a villain. He's technically actually a victim because our characters are technically the villain. That's true. Well, that's um, technically true for all of them. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're the bad guys. Yeah. Um, but I like in in the first episode that he's presented it, he's seen almost like like worthy competition. Like he he seems intellectually smart, and, and I I get what gambling can do to someone, but like part of it just didn't seem didn't see like it felt more like oh, the writing you... forced him into into the trap. Yeah, okay. You were expecting maybe like more mind games or something. I thought he was gonna go in and then like reverse scam, and then like I one time you. he would go like. You know, it seemed odd that this casino was here, so I decided to bet on the one that wasn't planned for, or something. Yeah. He he make up with like a ton of money, and then they would have to do something fancy. I felt like it was a little too smooth. Um, I totally understand. Like there weren't enough complications there. <laughs> yeah, I there do. I, I do get it. They got a freebie on that one. I agree with you there. But you know, at the same time, like we said, you know, somebody's vice is. It's all consuming, right? So, like, and plus, they waited to rob him until he was desperate because, in this case specifically, you know, he's gonna go bankrupt if Clark, his brother, doesn't win this one, this tournament. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, at the end of it, even though he did win, he still lost all his money. Uh, but like, yeah. it, it, like at the end, the end result was also not that satisfying when he has like they have like that fancy. Like super thin UI thing that covers the real results. Like at that point, can't you just do it at the beginning, or what's happening? What do you mean? Uh, cause you know, at the end, they're like, "What? Those purple fireworks?" Like, no, no, no. I covered it with uh, with this thin membrane that makes the red fireworks look purple, signifying yeah. the, the win. Of, I'm like, at that, like, it felt like such, like there was no way you could have predicted that, and. Unless it really, unless it was, and I didn't notice, but like, it it didn't feel as satisfying as the other two. Um, the B I plot, agree. the B plot was also pretty weak, to be honest. Like Abby's pass was mm -hmm. like haphazardly done. Uh, yeah, 
you didn't really explain how it tied together with uh, the, the wheelchair man. I don't know. Oh, yeah. it, it was it was overall good. It was visually pleasing. But I think there's a reason neither of us thought this was our favorite. I think we agree that this was the weakest one of the three. And for all the points you're stating, like, you're, you're exactly right. It's true. Like, thinking back on it even more, it's like at the beginning of, the, of that case specifically, Laurent or Cynthia tell uh, Edamame that uh, fucking Abby just wants to die. Yes. And, like, and then he, like, throws her out of a building, and then she's like, well, context for that, they jump out of a building together and she has a parachute. But, um, and, and, like, they're okay, and she's okay after that. Which, to be fair, okay, to be fair, these were, like, seeds planted for what happens in the third case. And I feel like there's something of a romance blossoming between Edamame and Abby, or just, like, a good friend. Yes, it does feel like that. And I kind of like that, honestly. What do, you think, what do you think about his, her fucking insult? <laughs> what? What do you think about her fucking insult that he say, oh, you fucking virgin. And then it's like, every, every time it's like, you're a fucking virgin. And then, like, you're such a virgin. I'm like, can't you think of a better insult? Like, yeah. I, like maybe two or three times would have been fine. But, like, at that point... I think they're like, keeping it PC, though. Because that's, like, a classic fucking anime thing to say. Isn't right, it? but, like, at that point, are you, like, foreshadowing the relationship? Or what's happening here? Hey, man. Um, it's working. I, I'm enjoying that part of it. But, yes, I agree with you that Abby's... And this was this was the thing I was thinking of when I said, you know, sometimes that the shift in tone when they board these mature subjects can, can be a little jarring because, you know, we find out that Abby, Abby's country got fucked, which is Baghdad, I think. I honestly don't remember. I think, yeah, well, anyway, it's whatever country she's from, I think it's Baghdad. It just gets, it gets bombed, and then she becomes a child soldier and sees, like, so many fucking people die, and then she becomes a, like, a, a we don't even know how she becomes a con artist after that. Right, there's, like, a, a weird part that's still shadowed. Yeah, so that, that shit's really fucked up. Like, the, I totally agree with you, though. Like, how about... The, how about, their, their win over the, 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 the billionaire like wasn't totally earned. The the, the, the B plot was weird. Um how about how about that like transition point between case one and case two where Makoto you get like that final flashback of his dad ending up becoming uh, ending up being revealed as his uh as his, his I can't, I don't know if it's necessarily a scam artist. He was a um, he was a corrupt lawyer, basically. Yeah, corrupt lawyer and then like he struggles to get a job but then he promises his mom I'll go get a real job and then like so quickly he turns he like he works hard for like two months well okay hold on I wouldn't say it's two months like he worked he worked longer than two months well no he was in prison for like a few years but then he worked at us as a mechanic for like two months wait why did he go to prison again that first time uh he's well remember he got like his cut of the 20 million oh the 100 120 million he goes to the police officers and he says, "This is enough money to compensate everybody I ever scammed." And no, but he went to jail before that because because during that flashback, he's unable to get work because he has oh, a criminal because record. Because he was in, he joined the company as sort of like this intern. Yes, yes, he joined the company and they were scamming people. Yes, yes, selling like a miracle drug or some shit. And I, then I don't know. I, I think I like this backstory. It made sense. I don't think I don't no, think he I, gave I, up I, I think it made sense. You're making it out to be. I feel like he. Well, Shit. agree to disagree. Whatever. It's a small point. 
It's a gripe. It's a gripe. But I, I'd say that uh, I'd say the pacing on that was good. Like I got it. Like he's all, he's not. They're not gonna show like three episodes of him trying to look for work because then that becomes like Naruto levels of flashback, and nobody wants to see that shit. Um. But uh, but yeah, I, I agree to disagree. Fuck it. I just thought it was really stupid when the head mechanic that he was working as like two months in, he's like, "You young man, you learned everything <laughs> that I had to teach you in one month." I'm like. What? I thought it was fucking hilarious. And, and then dude. he's like, "Well, I think you're an expert at cars now. You want to do planes? Like, what? What? The, what? <laughs> I thought. Well, when we find out why that happened, yeah, I know why it happens, but like, yeah, I I thought that was hilarious because Laurent even said, like, he said your goal there wasn't to become an expert mechanic; it was to be able to pass as a mechanic. That's it. So yeah, you know, he was there for what four months or whatever, and he learned. The basics. I just, dude, I thought that shit was so funny. When he goes back, I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. All right, then. Uh, do you want to jump into case three? Fuck yeah, I do. But before we talk about it, I want to know why it's your favorite. Um, How about you just give the synopsis first? Okay, so the synopsis in this one is that uh, Makoto is now living in, or Edamame is now living in France as a sushi chef. Um, and he's, what? You good? I bet, yeah, yeah, you go ahead. All right. <laughs> my, uh, my I'll just reset it, I'll reset. And Mame is living as a sushi chef in France. Uh, you know, he's enjoying his life. He lives in this small, uh, hostel, I guess it is. Uh, yeah, who, well, which restaurant. Is yeah, like restaurant. an auberge, whatever that's called in, in an English. inn, like an old school inn. Yeah. So a, a tavern inn, let's say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is run by a father and uh, a daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, well, basically, uh, Edamame finds out that they're bankrupt and they have debts to pay. So, and he really wants to keep living there because he's been enjoying it, and he decides to scam somebody into buying a painting that this family owns. Um, and he sells it for like 20,000 yen or something, 25,000 yen with the help of Laurent, Cynthia, and this and that and this and that. I thought it was pounds. Oh, yes, it might have been pounds. You're absolutely right. Well, I guess since it's in France, it's probably euros. I don't know. Yeah, monies. Units of currency. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whichever it was, $20,000. How about that? Yeah, I uh, $25,000, and it ends up being a super rare painting that's worth, 20 you know, million. 20 million or whatever. So Edamame feels really bad about it because, you know, the family could have made so much more money. So the the person who bought the painting for 20000 uh turns out to be a famous uh, auctioneer. Art yeah, art appraiser and auctioneer. So they want to scam him out of the painting and out of a lot of his money to just to reimburse the family and later we find out it's also to get back at him and get revenge for Cynthia because this auctioneer and Cynthia have a past together. Right. Well, not in that, not in a romantic way. They just, <laughs> right, right, right. They're part of each other's pasts, I guess mm-hmm. you can say. Which, before, I, before you talk about why this is your favorite case, how the fuck did that dude not recognize Cynthia? What the fuck? Uh, he's been with old ladies a lot, so he doesn't really pay too much attention with the younger ladies. That's 
fucking stupid. I mean, there's a million reasons why he could have just not cared about her enough, whatever. Okay, that that was all I had to say. I, that's not even a problem I had with it. I just thought it was funny. So, Yuan, why is this your favorite case? Um. Okay, first of all, I feel like the stakes were technically, for me, the lowest in this one because right off the get-go, um, it felt like they already accomplished their main goal of uh, compensate, not compensating, but like saving the inn. So at that point, when whatever they get extra, it was point of pride. Uh, especially for Cynthia, it felt like my time to shine. Uh, because for the others, it felt like uh, case one, it was a do or die situation. Case two was like was also sort of do or die on a less lesser extent. Uh, but case three felt like it was their chance to show off. So I think that was neat, and I think eventually it, it does show. Uh, of the three cases, I felt like this flashback was the most compelling. Uh, I would even say by far. I'll give that to you. I agree. Uh, the 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 end of it, I felt like it had more. It was a little more complex than case two, and it didn't feel. Case one feels more unrealistic to me than case three. If that makes sense. Um, Why? So. The minute you have the a mafia and a, a the FBI and then you have betrayals and like that seems less realistic to me than like just somebody trying to scam somebody else for through art. You know what okay. I mean? I don't know. It's so hard the to premise explain. made more sense to you. Yeah, the premise made more sense to me. Uh, okay. The pieces, you know, I'm not a really a great art. I'm an art lover or observer, mm -hmm. but I thought the paintings were pretty well done from what I was seeing. I mean, and, dude, usually art within art is like whatever. It's just thrown in to not be blank, but the mm -hmm. paintings actually looked really nice in this. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was really nice. I, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, like, I didn't know if they were actual paintings and they were just like a, a representation of that, but if they're not, I thought it was pretty well done. Um yeah, we didn't we didn't check to see if those were real paintings. I'll check right now. Keep keep explaining why it's your favorite. Right. Uh at least uh the 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 victim slash villain of this uh episode felt the most compelling. Uh for me. He, like he was like a straight up asshole. Uh the the fact that the okay. So for case one, the main villain slash victim had the father figure to had that had had that father underling that almost balances out how bad he is. Uh, for this for case two, the I want to say Saudi prince, but I know he's not Saudi. I mean, it's heavily implied. So the 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 rich the rich asshole um, has like that brother who's like he know his brother's like innocent to a fault that almost balances out too mm -hmm. but for this one it felt like the art appraiser was like strictly an asshole uh the, the girl the girl that he sleeps with is technically the victim but like she's also complicit in it due to her like uh enabling that behavior mm -hmm. so i didn't feel it was that bad and at the end when she stood up for herself that was something that was sort of unique from the others uh when she sort of leaves the art act the art 
auction at the end. Mm-hmm. It was satisfying to see. Yeah, it was satisfying, and then the ending, like, it, it didn't, it didn't. I mean, the last thing would be that it didn't technically leave the victim with without anything, because the others, like, the victim was pretty much screwed. Uh, case one, he's going to jail. Case two, he his company's probably going to go down. Case three, it was more like an individual thing. Um, so yeah, I think this was my favorite. I think the final thing that actually tilted it to to its uh, favor is that I really appreciated how at the end when um, Cynthia and the artists sort of meet up again. Uh, Simon. Yeah, they didn't go the sappy route and go like they actually got together. I thought it was nice that some things were too far gone and they could remain friends, but they'll never remain lovers. They made peace with each yeah, other. Yeah, I feel like that gave it a hint of realism that was sorely needed. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was most realistic. Uh, I mean, I see your points. I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think you're. I think you're. You're. You're spot on there. It was a great. I mean, listen, it's my second favorite. So, <laughs> right. I, I mean, yeah, totally. I, I do see your points. I get what you're saying. Uh, it's it's different different perspectives. I don't know. I felt like the first one was as grounded as the second one. Although you know the premise was a little outlandish. I I'll give you that. But uh, but yeah, totally. I I I definitely agree with you here. Uh, all in all, great great case in and of itself. And at the end, it was a foreshadowing that Laurent was next, right? Yes. Oh my God. That's something I wanted to say. Uh, we f- at the end of this case in particular, it's not open ended because, as we said, you know the cases are open and shut because they're all self-contained stories. But we do learn that there's a possibility that the Laurent has been secretly, like, manipulate not manipulating, but he's been pulling the strings in order to, like, I don't know, help his his compatriots grow as people or something like in the first one Laurent specifically wanted Edamame to come in on this heist for whatever reason in the second case uh we know that we know that Laurent you know wanted Abby to be the pilot yeah exactly we wanted Abby to be the pilot because Laurent knew Bishop was going to be there this that and this and that and in this one at the end Cynthia explicitly comes out and asks Laurent there's a possibility that is there a possibility that you organized all of this just to meddle with my my past or whatever? And Laurent doesn't answer. He's like, mm. and then, and he, then like, he also pulls out like a pendant or whatever or a necklace. And he's yeah. like, isn't that right? I forget the name. Of I forgot it. I think he said Car- Caroline. No, Abigail. I don't know. It, but you know, the implication there was that he had a wife. So I'm assuming, yeah, that this next case is going to be about Laurent, which, I mean, I thought I thought that was super cool because, you know, we first of all, we know that Laurent is in actuality the greatest pretender here right now. Yes. By so far, I thought, the, I thought that's cool. the most suave. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool little twist on the title because, you know, we're, we're led to believe that it's Edamame for right now or, you know, it's a question of who between the two is the best, but we know for a fact that it's Laurent. Um, and it, 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 it opens the door to, to his character because, you know, like you said, the next case, we're probably going to get some insight on him. And it's, I think it's really cool that he's going through this, you know, obviously for his gain and the gain of his friends here, but he's also like in the process trying to help his friends in a way, mm-hmm. in some really messed up way. I don't know. I think it's a really cool idea. 
All right. Well, I mean, that I think will conclude our overall, I called it short, but it's heading into like a long, long episode. Yeah, yeah we're getting there, man. We're, I was going to ask who your favorite character is, so you could give a brief answer for that if you want. Mm, favorite character? I mean, overall, I think it would be Cynthia. Like Just she was involved. Team. No, first, I think case one, the, her reveal was fantastic. Uh That's Case two, it was almost she was almost comic relief. Yeah. And the case three, I mean, it was obviously like satisfying, oh, so emotional course. flashback, and I, like she was the main star of that, and I thought that was well done. Um, I, but the problem is, I didn't really like her necessarily as my favorite. I I just really won as a process of elimination, and I think she would stand out until yeah. at least case four. That's true. Yeah, like not all. It, I I'd agree with what you just said. There is that like there's no favorites here. No character is weaker than the other necessarily, except maybe Edamame. Uh I like all the characters a lot. I think my favorite would be Laurent. Yeah, Laurent straight Laurent, up. Yeah. I mean, but Laurent, Laurent, the problem with Laurent, he's like, he's like the Kakashi, I guess, of a the, uh, <laughs> of the series. Makes like, sense. He's cool. Everybody likes him, but like. He's not the main focus. Yeah, yeah, he's the fan favorite. At least not until case four. I got you. All right. Well, closing thoughts. So we gave our scores already. So remind the viewers again. You said? 37 out of 50. 37 out of 50. I give it a solid 40 to 42 out of 50 as well. Uh, Overall, strongly recommend. It's a great show. A great listen if you're you're bored. (laughs) You know, you just get some popcorn and you blitz those 14 episodes that are out right now. And there's your night. Uh, could have a better opening. <laughs> I agree. I think you could keep the visuals, just add like an actual song. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I, I don't know what we're gonna do in the next few weeks. I don't know if we want to discuss it here. Um, the, ma- the timeline Max gave us would probably give us at least... Yeah, he might not be able to make the next episode, the next recording either, so, uh... You know, stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll probably do something similar to this. We'll find a different series, and we'll we'll figure it out. All right. So thank you all for listening. This has been a short of Manga for Dummies. The a longest sh- short yeah. in history. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really abusing the name here. Yeah. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. It's uh, it's something new for us. We haven't reviewed any anime yet, and we don't we don't technically do reviews anyway. So this was an interesting. Uh, alternative yeah this was fun and i think it was it was probably more dynamic with me and bj here than just me rambling on so yeah i <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed it uh that's all for me you won signing out bj signing off all right have a nice one <laughs>